Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. All right. Welcome to Feel This with Jess and Frank. Today, (laughs) Jess is down for this. I am down for it. Let's do this. Let's see what happens. Well, I want to first start by welcoming you, the listener. Hello. So glad you're here with us right now. And as we take this moment to drop in together, taking time to drop into our inner experience of being. Allowing our outwardly focused energy, the parts of our mind that tend to and deal with external realities, giving that part a a moment to have a little break. And you don't have to stop it. Just allow it, it it can stop or it can kind of go into the background what we're going to focus on just for a few minutes here is the spaciousness the fundamental quality that exists sort of underneath all of our mental chattering and emotions and sensations it's our wide open ground of being. And the open ground of being really welcomes all. It has infinite space to hold whatever is here. So taking this opportunity here to welcome all of yourself into this moment, this this moment right now. Whatever comes up in your consciousness, whatever is here. It's allowing it to be, welcoming it into being. So I'll stop there. It's just a welcoming to all of you, Jess, and all of me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. That was really lovely. It felt so good. And I was aware as I really like let myself be in that quiet space, how much I was in need of it. And, and so I was feeling very grateful to you. And then I was feeling grateful to myself for choosing to, to go there to, it has to be a bit of a choice. It doesn't happen on its own, at least usually for me to, to choose the quieter places and inside myself. So I'm coming in, in an odd state today, which is, or maybe, maybe I should pause there. I I don't know. Should I, should I keep going like a freight train? Should I just keep (laughs) what do you think i have a interest in maybe just jumping in here and and checking in and then switching back to you i have no idea 
I can make up some reasons why, but it was a momentary flash of an impulse that I can just name. Go for it. Yeah. I am feeling, well, one, one aspect of me is pretty excited in this moment to be here because I feel like I had some, an experience, a series of experiences over the weekend that I feel excited to share in this space to explore with you and with you, the audience. And so I have that and that feels pretty strong and present. And I also have an awareness of what you're bringing in, where you are. And I also feel equally curious about having a real authentic conversation about that as well. So, and and curious to see if there's some mutual overlap between those two things. So I'll stop there. I think that fairly well covers my presence here. That feels good to hear your just jumping right in. And it feels, there's something about you checking in there that feels like creating a balanced space where we're going to play together, that we don't necessarily have to make a choice between your thing or my thing. A choice will be made at any given moment. Something about that felt really even and balanced. And so I'm I'm in an altered state because my mouth is numb, because I had two fillings. Is that what they're called? I don't even know. I have a lifelong habit of clenching and grinding my teeth, and I cracked two of them. That on its own is somewhat disturbing just the fact of it upsets parts of me and there was one tooth on the top and one tooth on the bottom and so they had to numb the top and the bottom and i'm glad to have gotten it over with but it was the procedure was about two hours ago and i do not have control over all the muscles in my face and it feels really strange and i suspect that I look kind of strange because some of my muscles are not working. (laughs) And it was a very interesting experience. Not one that I have, knock on wood and praise be very often. And I had a lot of nervous system activation and awareness of how to be with myself in that. And so I could talk about that, but I I don't feel compelled to talk about it. Like I feel open to talk about it. And so as far as what comes next, I feel very open and relaxed to just go, go where we go. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm noticing on the left side of my body, energy, energy body is like excited, younger, excited part that really wants to go forward and almost like planning it out. Like, okay, we'll talk about this. And then we'll talk about that. You know, it's like, I mean, he talks fast and he has a lot of, he has energy. And then there's a wanting to be in that ground of being that's sort of under that, not, not to get rid of him, but to be more grounded and engaging with that and him and you. So I'm noticing that first. And I am aware of an interest in talking about maybe explicitly your feelings about being here with with where you are, with your physically, the physical aspect of that. I'm having an empathetic memory of maybe the last time I had teeth work done. And I kind of know that feeling when my half of your face is not working and 
the strangeness of how it feels and what so there is a sort of wanting to explore it a little bit and explore what happens inside me in reaction to it what that's like for you and a desire to there's a part of me that would desire to to make the effort to handhold for you the listener the sense of why would that be interesting to you the listener right that why which for me this the slowing down of and looking at moment to moment experience and relationship so important so just as an opportunity to take something that's here in the now in the moment and really look at these micro reactions that come up inside you maybe inside me over something that's you know clearly like well be out of your control right you, you can't make your face unnumb right now and whatever micro reactions i may be having i can't quite control those either but what can we do with them as since we're here with them since they're already here so I'll, I'll pause there. Mm. Feeling the invitation and it feels really good. It feels like I can feel this bubbling of curiosity. I can feel that there is a lot here in the sense of like relationship to body and the vulnerability of having your being your physical self, who you sort of think of yourself as, even if you don't mean to, I think, or at least I do, feeling like it doesn't entirely belong to me. And that feels actually like the idea of delving in and exploring. It feels right. It feels good. It also feels a little scary to look at it directly. And I have a sense that that would be valuable to the listener because for them the risk is you know i'm imagining myself as a listener later the risk is lower and yet it would give me an opportunity to turn toward something that is vulnerable and a little bit scary without you know without having to actually have the experience myself and i love the idea of you kind of slowing down and making some of that a little more explicit of, of, you know, whatever, whatever it is that we, why the listener might find value in that. And just to go back a tiny bit, I really, I felt so excited to hear about this part of you that wants to plan it out and talks fast and it just, nothing specific of like, I want him to stay or I have no agenda, just a feeling of, like warmth and welcoming and happiness to hear about that part of you. And so that felt really good. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. I have a few major things, but I'll, I'll keep them really short. One, you said speaking, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you said it feels scary. What being here with this, revealing, exploring this in some way was it? What was it that felt scary? And that's so a one yeah. fear. What was it precisely you were referring to that feels scary? And what is that fear? I have a real leaning into that. As soon as I heard it, I I felt drawn to it, wanting to explore it a bit. So that was one thing. The having a little inner debate right now as to whether I should name the other ones or just follow that one and make a note. Let's just follow that. I'm definitely interested in that as a at least a 
first step topic, like, oh, there's some fear here. What is that fear? And and to name that I feel caring towards that and open, curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that feels good. I, I mean, I feel like if I'm going to turn toward what feels scary in this moment, that I am in very good company, you know, like, like just that, that I guess the fear, it, it feels more like what's happening in my mouth is like a, it's not scary in and of itself, but that it's a symbol for something else, like growing older. Like I look like I've had a stroke right now, you know, like part of my face is like sagging and not under my control. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. And when I say I'm in good company, like you have had a lot of experience spending time with your mortality and your body not necessarily quote unquote cooperating. And there's just not a lot of people in my life who I can imagine would be like, yeah, I'm down with that conversation. (laughs) So that feels good. Yeah. Pause. Drop me into a hearing you say that dropped me into a even just another lower gear of presence, like a deeper sense of presence, because you really brought my own experience with body frailty came to the fore. And the the value of these experiences as a doorway to explore. Name to to kind of name and maybe at a meta level an archetype for this. For one year, I was in a group and we basically took a book. I forgot the name. Who I think it was called the book is called a year a year of dying, something like that. And essentially, it's looking at death as a doorway a, a an avenue to explore life more and part one of the practice this is what the group practice was that we we're all going to pretending we were dying for a year essentially like this is our last year to live and we're going to like you know pre- pretend in quotes but as much as we can embody that and in that book one of the things they talked about was using sickness it's like oh like anytime you get sick this is a great doorway to really feel the 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 potentiality of death, like, oh, allow yourself. Oh, I'm sick. Allow yourself to feel the, your, the dyingness of your sickness. And this is all an intention to have more openness and equanimity towards the, the experience of the human body. So anyway, to give it that framework, this moment here for you, Jess and I together to explore, yeah, here it is. Your body right now is in this state of not functioning the way you, your mind has expected it to function. And, and in this moment, I have a relationship to you, you know, who is in a state with their body. And what is that like? I could empathize. I, so there's a whole realm for me right off the bat where I'm like, I can go into empathy and and really drop into that space. And then I have almost this other globe of, and then if I really allow myself to be the other and to embrace my own experience, what is that like? What is it like for me as someone with you in that regard? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll pause there. So I'm continuing to feel the soft, open, kind of slow, spacious space that you're create, you know, that we're creating together and that and that feels good. And the word that kept kind of popping in was the word control and how as much as I like to feel and believe that I am in control, it's pretty strong energy in my in my body, in my system, in my personality. I also believe deeply, even though it scares the pee out of me. <laughs> the dentist doesn't scare me for the record, but it scares me to have experiences where I'm not in control, where I'm facing what you're describing. And I try to some extent without flipping myself out 
to take advantage. You know, I don't really have a real framework of how to do that, but I have awareness that it has value to me. And, and even today at the dentist, I was thinking about the value that roller coasters have for me and you know, you're, you're not in control. Once the things click in place and the, the ride takes off, you're not in control and it's, you know, it scares me. And I think, you know, I do it more because of that. And I, and I felt myself feeling like a lot of gladness at the dentist today, <laughs> but I have a, you know, a somewhat recent experience of having been on roller coasters. It was like back in March or April and one part of me right now just wants this to be over, right? I just want to go back to normal. You know, as I was walking out of the dentist, I thought if I had had a stroke, I would have to learn how to eat food and not chew my cheek. I would have to learn how to smile and just let go of the fact that part of my mouth isn't smiling. I can't rub my lips together when I put lip balm on. And all of this is only going to last, you know, at the most probably four hours. And yet some part of me is like just wanting to jump to that point and not necessarily drop into this because of the discomfort it brings up. So I'll, I'll pause. I don't know where I'm going with all that, but that's just kind of what's, what's here. Yeah. Two, two big light bulbs came up for me and I feel first feelings first. I feel excited and I feel caring. I feel a sense of intimacy meaning or potential intimacy by which I mean, this feels like a very, very, it's a subject that feels very real to me, very close by. And one I maybe have a sense of, I don't get to go around in as much as I could or might. I notice now like, oh, I don't get to talk about this as it's like something's coming out of the closet that doesn't get a lot of the light. Mm -hmm. Although it's not something that I'm having this, it's not what a thing where I want to bring it out, but feel like I can't, it just is not something that comes out. But I wanted to make that clear. There's a difference between those two. So the two pieces that really stuck out to me is, well, the one piece here is get back to normal, like that desire. Oh yeah, this is the other piece. Was, I wanted to bring it back to say, you had parts that, you have parts that would hit the red button right now <laughs> to go back to our red button episode. That one's very early on. And, and one I like, I think is really good. But to say, yeah, there are parts right now that they would absolutely change reality. They would they would change you to be back to normal. And there is, in some ways, like you're saying, a, a pass that they're getting because they know to some degree it's going to come back to normal. But you have this awareness of like, well, what if it didn't? Not that you're afraid of that, but you were kind of playing that road out in your mind. Like, wait, if I had had something like a stroke or something that happened, an accident that caused this, I, I would have to accept this. And how would I do that? And that was the, I mean, when you said get back to normal, that was the central, ex, one of the central experiences after my brain tumor, particularly with when I came out of the brain, the, the major resection where they removed the tumor and I was virtually blind. And for six months, I was in a progressively ameliorating, getting better sense of vision, but it was very, very slow over that six month period to go from essentially being blind, unable to, I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't do pretty much anything that required accurate vision to having functional vision again, six months later. And the, and the, the key energy the whole time was I just want to see 
normally. I just want to see the world the way I used to see it. I want to be unchanged by this experience. It was both it was both literal, I want to see the world, but it was also metaphoric in that I wanted to see the world the way I saw it before the brain tumor happened. And the whole mm. and that's why that red button experience came was born out of was out of a feeling the necessity. It was absolute felt like an absolute necessity that I get to a place of acceptance of it, of where I like, okay, this is what is. So that all of that energy is here with me. I feel the strength of that energy. I want to have this desire to stay really connected to you because I have a sense of that energy just it's a lot so it's a lot it can often take me a little bit into into me chat a little bit which is fine me chat's good but there's a consciousness that wants to stay really connected to the now here with you and the we here with you and also the we with the listener so i'll pause there okay so i can one just even over you talking just then there's some changes, like there's some relief. There is some going back to normal happening in my face. It It's interesting to, over the course of today, to kind of watch the relationship with the, the fear. And it's an intense fear, even though it hasn't been taking over, it's almost been like I've been walking with like terror, you know, and when I'm kind of in the, the worst of it, which I would say is like when, when I got my mouth pried open, I can't close my mouth for like 20 minutes or whatever. And he's doing all this stuff, you know, and there's like, and if anybody has dentist issues, like Feel free to fast forward this part because, you know, it's just like the, the smell of like burning, you know, like grinding teeth and all the stuff. Like in that moment, I can tell that something in me is like going very still, you know, like that sort of freeze energy. And I, I could feel myself feeling like really grateful for it. It's so interesting, like the parts that come forward that talk to me you know, and they, they try to give me some things to, to think about and to do like, they're so good. It's not necessarily really like loving in its emotionality, but it is very loving in its, you know, the way my brain reminds me to breathe and reminds me to relax this place where I'm, you know, anxious and says how grateful I am that I'm with these people who are so good at doing this Thing, you know, that's so precise and has such an impact on my life. What I'm noticing now is I'm on my way out of the experience and it's quote unquote gone okay. Is there's like this letting down or letting out of almost like, almost like the fear ramps up because. I can be like, it's okay. And part of me that's been like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But but having to like hold it in, you know, is like able to to admit to me how scared it was, you know. So as I'm finishing speaking right now, what I'm aware of is just kind of seeing myself wanting to give a voice to what's happening for me a little bit because I'm in it. And then another part of me is noticing like I didn't really respond to you directly. And I had a lot of responses to what you were saying. And I just kind of chose to go kind of deepen into my own experience. It feels like there's such rich ground here that I could kind of like turn in any direction and, you know, find something but yes, I, I definitely was thinking of the red button episode, which I also recommend. I thought of it a number of times, you know, today, even before coming here. 
So pausing. Two, two, two salient reactions coming up. One, appreciation for how you're holding all of this, like how you were like aware of having a lot of reactions, responses to what I said, but then making a choice to deepen into your own experience and just your holding that felt really good. So that's one response like, oh, that, yeah, that felt really good. I really liked that. And I, I could feel like I could put some more words on that, but I really appreciate it. The second piece is wanting to, I don't know that I got really clear on your fear. And I hear two, two things. One, in what you just mentioned, the fear, the part of you saying after the experience, like, oh yeah, I, I was really hold, I was really scared. I, and so there was the fear of the experience and in that experience. I'm a little more interested in this moment in the fear that you spoke to when we first got on, this, the fear of going into this here with me that you mentioned, but I don't think I ever got clear on what that what that fear is, was or mm -hmm. is. Yeah, I think I feel that they are related. It is a fear of being harmed, of being unable to protect myself from harm. You know, mostly my brain says like this dentist who I haven't gone to, but one other time because our, our other dentist stopped being a dentist. So we have a new dentist. So I've only met him once, but I trust him just because I don't know, Google reviews, whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, 2000 people can't be wrong if they've given him a 4.8, like that's good enough for me, whatever. So it's not that I don't trust him. And yet there is a part of me that I, I suspect, you know, it's, it's so funny right now. I'm like, isn't this self-evident, but of course it's not. Can I put words to it? Let's see. When I was, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, when I was five, give or take a year, I, I don't remember exactly when it was, because when you're five, you're not paying that much attention. I was molested by a cousin who was a young adult and nobody knew. And I didn't tell anybody for 10 whole years. And now that I have nieces and nephews, and I just imagine that happening to them, it's just horrifying to think about how your, your sense of the world is being impacted every single moment from that point on. And so this deep feeling of unsafety took hold in my system that no one was going to be able to save me from the bad thing happening. No one was watching. No one was paying attention. Anything could happen at any time. And so in moments like this, I think and I, I'm thinking right now, I'm sort of looking, but I'm also feeling, you know, I can feel like my heart is kind of pounding right now. And there's a lot of aliveness in my system, you know, that a part of me that simultaneously was the age that I was and had the thing happen, but then proceeded to take full, as a, as a five-year-old, full responsibility for myself and for what happened she doesn't really know how to deal with that amount of fear. And so when something like this, going to the dentist, which again, I don't have a fear of the dentist, praise be. I've never had a bad experience. And still the level of vulnerability of laying back in a chair and having my mouth opened and having these two people who are, and I can feel like the emotion welling up, like these two people who are the authorities. I can't talk. I can't swallow. You know, I would have to like wave my hands around, you know, I, I have to, there's just so much trust that I have that they're going to do what, you know, that they're going to do right by me and that I'm going to be able to say what I need to say when I need to say it. Right. If there's pain, if there's discomfort, if I need to sit up, if I need to, whatever that I'm going to, I'm not going to go so much into freeze. 
because that's my protective mechanism. And so coming into this space, which is, is all feeling good. Like even as all these feelings come up, it feels like a great opportunity and there's nothing in this moment that feels akin to being re-traumatized, which is what I'm talking about, right? Like this is the fear that I'm going to be re-traumatized in that dentist chair or, or whatever. I don't know if that's the right term, but coming into this space and having a choice to turn toward that and to, to, to sort of open up a space for that to, to speak to. So right now having given voice, I'm, I'm very curious, you know, what you're hearing, what you're feeling, feel like real tenderness and a relief. I'm really glad that I just said what I said, like that I was, I found the words and that I, I made the connection in my own mind. Like, isn't it self-evident? No, it's not. Oh, ah, right. You know, like, of course, that's what's going on to, to some parts of me. And other parts of me are like, yeah, I went to the dentist and I got some fillings and my mouth feels weird. Hey, what, you know, what's up? What's on my calendar for tomorrow? Like, it's no big deal to other parts of me, which is wild. All right. Pausing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While I was listening, Jess, I was feeling as you turn towards your childhood experience around molestation, I felt a sensation in my chest that the best words I can put to associate with the sensation was deepening. I started to feel like a tiny bit of sinking in my chest area, like, a, oh, and it was like a gravity kind of pulling towards my midsection a little bit and a little bit of, little bit of tightening, like kind of around the chest as that heaviness was there, but it felt like a, a dropping in and I frequently, my, my, response that happens when I'm going to put this in some category of experience when someone shares something with me that it was unexpected. I wasn't expecting right to you, which was obvious. And to me, it was like, Oh, what was the fear? And it's like, Oh, right. Like this gravity. And what I frequently have now is, is a, a quick movement into a, kind of an awe response, like, oh, wow, we're going into a very important space, a chamber. Last episode, we talked about cenotes, these areas under the ground. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a sacred, sacred cenote under your ground. And mm-hmm. there is, a, it's not from my head, oh, you, you should be reverent. It's very much a natural process of pausing and slowing down with my own presence. Oh, wow, look what's happening inside me, just as just names that seem the kind of dropping in in my own system and then an opening to this experience. And then from there, I was really kind of listening internally to what different types of reactions and responses that were happening in me and a lot of some some parts going to relating going to my own experience of childhood molestation and trauma and some parts going there and then another part i I remembered that almost like and but then another part came in and was kind of like "Wait, wait don't 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 grasp at what it was saying. And I could almost feel like the part that was relating was almost efforting a little like, oh, wait, I, I can, you know, like, I'm going to get some purchase here. I'm going to get some ground. Okay, if I ground with, I have related experience. Okay, I know this too. But I almost felt that that was not, it just felt a little efforting. 
and it was not what was needed. And it was like, there was a voice that was like, you could soften that. Like, that's okay, but let's just be more, let's just stay in being and presence. I, they, I did notice a little voice of, uh-oh. <laughs> like, uh-oh, like just like a, a very little, but it was a little like I heard that, like, uh-oh. You know, like we're, we're going to a, an important place, but there's a little like, I guess a fear. There was a little fear. It was very, it was a flash. It feels important to just to name that flash kind of move through. Was that when I was talking, you had the O? Yeah, right at the okay. beginning. It was a little like, okay, we are like, oh, we're going there. Right. It was a little like the roller coaster moment. Like, oh, yeah. the, the, the seat pump just clicked in <laughs> and it starts going up and like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 How high this roller coaster is going to go. Such a desire, though, in, in that dropping in into my belly and in my heart. Such a desire to to meet you here. in a way that feels really good. And and it doesn't feel effortful, it just feels true. That some that there is a desire to to meet you and to meet you here in this moment. Yeah, I have a lot of a feeling of calm, of gratitude, of like a sense of goodness about everything here, you know, what we've been talking about. I also have a, a gratitude for, and this has been true, maybe the last three episodes and it's, it's holding such gratitude in my being that I don't have these parts online that have been so present in the past that are kind of questioning everything and, you know, kind of, is there something we should be doing? Is there something we shouldn't be doing? Saying, you know, like, mm. I just feel very present and trusting. I'm trusting that if this is what we're talking about, then this is exactly what we are meant to be talking about. Trust that if I don't give voice to something that, that feels important to part of me, that I'm giving voice to something else that evidently, you know, is meant to be given voice to. Mm -hmm. uh, your description of the moment of like, it was a number of things, but like that, that little bit of grasping, I have that not infrequently when someone is sharing something powerful or meaningful or very emotional to them that that wanting to find purchase or make connections and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's, you know, it's all of it's a, okay. It's good. And as you described it, and I don't know that you may, maybe you said this, but what I felt was the desire instead to just be present, that, that in the grasping, it's so easy to miss you know, something that's actually brand new in the, in the grasping for something familiar that we can miss something that might just be totally novel to our system or novel to us in relation to the person that, that is sharing that like, but that's, it's, it's a very challenging, it can be a challenging space to, to stay. So I'm going to pause for a second. That might see if there's anything else that was particularly I'll just, one more thing is, is you reflecting back the, uh oh, and the, the gravity and the sensation in your chest, all of that felt very validating earlier. I said the word before I got into the, uh oh, before, before I strapped us into the roller coaster, I said, you know, like terror, there's terror here. And when I said it, it's like, part of me is like, wait, what? really? Like, I think we're doing okay, right? We're, we're okay. Terror. And so hearing your response to me making the connection, it was just really validating 
of like something that is so familiar to my system that I don't even realize I need to, to put words to it. It doesn't change the fact that it's really big, right? Just because it's been with me for 42 years doesn't mean that, you know, and so it's almost like in you responding just with those simple things, the uh-oh and the the feeling of, in the chest and the, you know, the idea of the roller coaster. I was like seeing in a way what is not novel to me in a novel or not in a novel way, but in like a, like fresh, it's like, oh, right. Mm -hmm. This is something that's part of me and it's it shows up when I go to the dentist, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's quite a few things that are alive in me right now. One, I, I want to say when you were going into that, I felt so the words that are coming they're not all quite fitting, but moved, impressed, taken aback in a good way at how how much authority and calm and clarity you were holding the whole experience of the molestation and how it is reverberating here. I felt the sense of your maturity and your clarity and your power as you said in the previous episodes about we were mm -hmm. talking about your relationship to your own power it felt very palpable just in how you were owning it and speaking to it with the clarity the self-assuredness of yourself experiencing all of that so one I, I really wanted to name that it was very it was very clear experience for me to experience that. And it was very moving to experience that. The other big piece that you were highlighting that I, my system really wants to stay with and around was you are talking about my reaction to what you shared and that dropping in and the, the propensity our systems might have to reach for something to effort in some way to, Oh, how do I, make this feel better for the other person, you know, all that, how should I respond to this? All those questions and those voices in me are really quiet. Generally they're there, but they're quiet, but Oh, around the topic of molestation, it was like the volume got turned all the way up and the voices are self-conscious voices. Like, Oh, so now when that volume's up, it's, not only are my parts for a moment concerned about how I'm responding to you and how, if you're feeling met in the now, but now there's this also like, now there's this whole group of listeners that I don't know what they're going to project. And now there's a part trying to manage those expectations as well. Well, how did they, how does this unknown they expect me to respond to you in this moment? And, <laughs> And what if I don't meet those expectations, right? So that all those voices are there all the time to very minor degrees, almost imperceptibly. They're so quiet, you I wouldn't even hear them. But all of a sudden, this for, for whatever reason, that's why the the for me, that's why one of the reasons why that oh, we're going there, that feeling of you know a little taking a breath is because those voices all got a little bit loud you know, for a moment or two, and then it's dropping back in. That place, though, of, for me, I, I think I, I, I don't know, I think something in me that wants to spend more time in that here together, you and I, not only at a talking about it level, because it feels so important, but also in an experiential level, to to truly be with this is the this is the the movement we're talking about in in the moment where you tell me that and i see these younger parts of me grasping for something to you know, they're grasping 
for something, some purchase, some hold, some way of, and to, to build some tolerance to just be in that for a little while. And what you were talking about was like being in the newness of that, to be in the mystery, to allow for some of the mystery that and maybe those parts of you and those parts of me in their rush to soothe might cut off an enormous, like, I just had this sense of infinite possibility of what's possible in this moment of presence to what is. And if we just hold, okay, wait, let's just stay in this kind of pregnant possible moment. Just stay. If I could stay with you and stay with myself, what's possible? I'll stop there. So I have a question for clarification. When you talk about the sort of pregnant, the space of possibility, is it is it related to your parts and their self-consciousness? Is it related to the 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 word, like the subject of, of molestation? Like what is, can you point me toward a little bit more clearly what that is related to? Or this, yeah, the self-consciousness or what? Mostly like related to what's here for you primarily because there's some, and that whether this is true or not, there's some sense of your experience around this is a little bit more primary. Your, your experience of the dentist and the molestation is what we're holding. That is the, the thing where we're, is here. And so it is one, I'm in the role of the other, right? Because the experience I'm relating to is not primary to me, it's primary to you. Now I have my own sets of primary experiences that are related to that, but they're not your experience, right? And that's what's here is your primary experience. And I, it's, I don't know what that is. I don't know, I have no idea what's possible in that. I, I really don't know what's, if, even if it was my primary experience, I really don't know what it's, if it, what's possible in that either. But I'm here kind of next to you and with you holding, wanting to keep this door open. I'm, I don't want to project my own mm -hmm. stuff onto it. I want to kind of keep as much as I can kind of keep the dust off the glass of the window so that we could see see what is and explore what is. And I feel that inside of that primary experience is infinite potential, this infinite. And there's nothing inherently bad about that primary experience. There's nothing that it is just pure experience that I am wanting to be attuned to in as accurate and clear as way, which includes whatever that brings up in me. And there's something that wants to meet vulnerability in kind and be as transparent and vulnerable in my relating to your primary experience as possible. I'll stop there. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We will be back next Sunday with part two. Bye, y'all.